This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. Gang, we are joined by the estate sale senorita, queen of the crates, the Napoleon of Naples, the pharaoh of Florida, double cupped up because the name's Kathleen, the Venus of Vintage, the Wicked Witch of Wife Avenue, founder of Pizza Empire Sabaros, the Mama first Mia. lady of loafers, baddest bitch at the bins, <laughs> fellow professional model, the JIT general, the subreddit sultan owner of Chickie's Vintage here in Williamsburg, Kathleen Sorbaras. Kathleen, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Thank yeah. you for hosting us in your beautiful shop. Yeah, the vibe is correct. Yeah. It smells Thank great you so in here. Much. Yeah, absolutely. It's Thank fucking you. delicious. We're six feet, we're six <laughs> feet apart. Um, we're at 100% capacity, but six feet apart. Pot, so potting with, listening, potting with masks on just to be safe. Yeah. If it sounds muffled. Kathleen, thank you for having us. Thank, thank you, for, you for having thank me. Thank you for being here. The first thing that we want to do, uh, and you are obviously a queen of vintage, so I'm sure you're prepared, but we want to do a fit check where you walk us and the audience at home through the totality of your fit. The choice for you is do you want to go top down or bottom up, queen? Bottom up. Okay, oh, thank God. Obviously. I was close. Okay. We can do drugs now. She's not a cop. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Sick. <laughs> um, I'm wearing my New Balances. Um, 990s? I don't, yeah, I think so. Those are 990 V5s. 990 for, V5s. For the kids keeping score at home. Are you a big New Balance head? I mean, yeah, I'll say that. I These are like my everyday shoes, I would say. They're just, I have, my back always hurts. And I think just switching over to sneakers instead so of. So you went full orthopedic. You went, you went ortho real shit. quick. Went, yeah. or, went ortho, yeah. I um, love seeing the V5 in a very solid fit. No spoilers, obviously, because, I, you know, <laughs> the V5, I'm personally on the fence. It has a lot of haters. Yeah. I believe I don't, know why. I, I, don't I, I haven't got like the big chunky back and I, you're a V3 man. I'm a V3 man, obviously. I um, like the V3s too. I think they're a little bit harder to come across, aren't yeah. they? Oh, for sure. I yeah. think that's the issue now is that you can't find V3s or V4s. Well, Lawrence yeah. and I are having lunch uh, tomorrow. Yeah, we Very are. high powered guy, New Balance marketing yeah. or New Balance lifestyle. So maybe we can get we'll Kathleen on flow. Maybe I would love could, that. Maybe we could pay it for you. Have all the, you have all of Teddy's and exactly. B's, right? Yeah, exactly. Sure. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on up. Okay, so I have Hanes socks from Target. Crew socks. Target, if you Target. Um, this skirt I'm wearing is a, it actually was a slip that the woman that I bought it from, she had turned it into, it was a dress. Now it's a skirt, but it's from the 30s. She like sewed an elastic into the it. The 1930s. Yes, from the 1930s. <laughs> that would have been like a risque nighty in the 30s, right? Right. Well, you wouldn't wear it out of the house. Right. right. House dress only. Right. Right. But, but it's been it's been freaked for public use now. Yes. However many 90, years later. 90 years later. God yeah. Damn. Yeah. Um, so this it's a 30s skirt. And then this is one of my favorite Betty Boop shirts. OK. Um, and it's she's actually, taking a bath. She's taking a bath on the, the dog front. <laughs> it's quite a chaotic scene. She's making a bit of a mess yes. in her bathroom. Yes. I feel like this is me, though, when I take a bath. Oh, it's like that's you see yourself in Betty Boop just generally or specifically when you're. I mean, in this moment, a dog. Yeah. And a duck. How much wildlife is in the scene? All, all of the above, I think. Which is uh, lots boop, of hearts. Boop goop on the little nightstand next to it. I, I don't know what oh that is. Oh my God. Cute. Boop goop. That's her own line of beauty products. 94. 94. Good year. So she was like the original kind of like, you know, influencer, like a Kylie Jenner. She was building an empire, right? The the boop goop. Yeah. Yeah. We could say that. Wow. What a visionary. Even back in 94. And what's on the back? Yeah. The back. So the back is, can we see? Oh, it's her like like, out of the shower, dressed up, ready to hit the town. But just, 
I love it. She's dressed like Mrs. Claus. <laughs> yes. Or to paint the town red in that boop goop. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that's that. And then I'm wearing hoops from New Top, I think. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. hoops, gold hoops from New Top. Shout out New Top jewelry. Shout out New Top. Um, and then my hat is a very, very limited edition hat that we did for our two-year anniversary at Happy the store. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. When was that? Terrible twos. Yeah. Uh, that was like a month ago. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, well belated happy birthday. Thank and you so much. And must have got lost in the mail. We get it. Yeah. Also pandemic, you know. Well, sure. yeah. Yeah. Does this, is there anything on the back of that? Or is yeah, just... we have we have a little Chickies Vintage oh, embroidery on the that. back. Yeah. Very cute. Front says happy birthday for those of you guys out there. Are you going to run that back every year on, or only for special anniversaries? Or? I, I would like to because the embroiderer that we worked with did a terrible job. I was supposed to get <laughs> 50 of them and I only got 18. So wow, super. Well, damn. Uh, so very, very promising. Yeah. And Jesus. Okay. And then, so you know, get a half. No. And the, he totally went out of business. I can't even get in touch wow. with him. I paid him in full <laughs> and absconded. completely. Where, I left so, the bad Google the review bag. Well, Literally. if anyone sees a lot of whatever, Happy birthday. Five plus hats. I can't do math. Uh, if you see that <laughs> lot on eBay, please alert. Hit Kathleen. me up. What please. about the, the rings and the bracelet? Yeah, the other jewels. Okay. So and this ring, this ring I got from the lingerie store next door to my store. Great arrows. Shout out. Love you guys. Um, it's an onyx ring. It's my, one of my favorite rings ever. Is that like a birthstone or? No, I just, I like that. It feels very masculine. Mm. Um, and when my little sister was in town, she shout out Caroline. Uh, she and I went in there. She got herself a tiny little diamond, and I bought this ring. And I look at it and think of her every day. Oh, that's cute. It's yeah. kind of sentimental. Is it Caroline with a K? And do your parents? Do <laughs> yeah. the no, no, no. We're thing? not a Car- okay. we're not right. a Kardashian family. <laughs> okay. We okay. love Thank the Kardashians God. in my sure. family, but <laughs> have yeah. any of them ever, ever wore any chickies? Ooh. No. Not yet. Not yet. Maybe in year three. Yeah. Maybe when they hear this podcast, obviously they're maybe. the whole the clan, they're avid yeah. listeners. We'll send it sure. to Food God. <laughs> Please. <laughs> avid listener. Please. I would and love the, Food God and, and Chickies. His yeah. legal name is Food God. You yeah, he really? Yeah. yeah. He changed his name legally he, what, he really from went Jonathan for whatever the fuck to Food God. Jonathan Shabon. That's terrible. Yeah. I mean, God, God well, I'm, I'm, do you not know that he's a terrible person? Obviously? No, no, no. <laughs> but the, the legal, legally changing your name to Food God is. How much insane. would I have to pay you to legally change your name to Chickies I, Vintage? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a business tactic, right? Or Betty Boop. No. Not Betty Boop. All right. Yeah, no I don't bag, think that's no bag big enough. Trade no. I don't think you could yeah. do that. No. Boop Goop. No, um, yeah. The other rings, though? yes. Uh, this one I got at Love Adorned. It's a little diamond that I bought for myself. I think it might have been on Valentine's Day a, f- a few years ago. You got yourself a diamond ring on Valentine's Day. Yes, hey, I love that. That's yeah, a, that's Whatever a modern woman, right? Just there, a little yeah. like baby diamond. Yeah. But it's fr- this one I think is from the fifties. Oh shit! This is vintage. I'm not. And then pinky ring. This pinky ring I bought with my brother. At he he came to New York and shout out George. We got to shout out my family. I'm setting um, the theme here. So my when, brother actually loves this podcast. Oh, by the George. Way. Yo, George, he, my fucking guy. <laughs> what's fucking good? Uh, I'm you not sure. Be. George, don't be. Now that we have your sister on the show, dude. What's his email? Look it up. Okay. July 17th, that's George. That's a perk you can pay for. Get George, come to New York and buy the boys in jewelry. How about that? Bump up the tier. So is is the theme here that a sibling comes into town, you, you're, you're, you're showing them the ropes, you're taking them out, and you're maybe buying something that has like this sentimental feeling attached to it? Definitely. I think jewelry in general is something that is sentimental to me. I think all of my jewelry, it's something that I look back on and I oh, think, nice. Oh, that was a really special versus moment. like, I'm just fly shit. Yeah. Which is I, true. Of course. Right. I, I like in general, I like things that have a story. I think, wow. um, you're in the right business for that. Ex- Cause totally. every garment here 
has a story. Absolutely. She is vintage. Absolutely. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I bought this pinky Absolutely. ring at Popular with my brother. Shout out he, Popular he, Jewelers. He got himself a ring and I got myself a ring. Um, and then this little bracelet has no story behind it, actually, after saying that. But it's from Catbird. That's just to look fly. That's just, the other, that's the just other to look side fly. Where our merchman worked there for a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. They Shout have great Island. stuff at Catbird. And we're only asking you, we ask every guest this, panties, <laughs> we're only asking not because you're a woman, but what are the panties? What's the underwear the, situation? Uh, these are just Gap. Just good Gap. Gap is a popular Very choice, popular. Right, yeah. The throwing fits um, female, female contingency. Yeah. Yeah. A girlfriend of mine actually called me recently and asked, she's like, I'm, I'm in the market for some new panties. And I said, honestly, Gap has the most comfortable. There you go. Yeah. Damn. Fellas, now you know. Shout now out Gap, sponsor the fucking pod. All right, is that a complete yeah. fit check? I think so. That's that is complete. <laughs> All right, uh, Kathleen, I heard a rumor. Let's get into me. Okay, I heard a rumor. Is it true that you fell in love with vintage when you first heard the smash hit "Thrift Shop" by Macklemore? No. <laughs> I'm gonna pop some tags. Awesome. <laughs> That's not gonna be the outro music. Don't write that down. What did like? <laughs> how did this love with a vintage and passion and full time fucking career like happen? Because you're pretty young. You love mm-hmm. things with a story. Mm-hmm. Where did this first start? Um, I would say growing up in Florida, I <laughs> would go with my mom to little thrift stores and I hated it. I Goodwills or yeah, like, Goodwills, okay. but also like TJ Maxx going through the racks at Ooh, TJ Maxx. Maxinista. Little Maxinista. Um, but you hated it. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I really didn't appreciate it. My dad hated it too. He always would rag on my mom for going to thrift stores, but I always she would always buy me things and I felt bad. So I would never throw them away. And then as I got older, they became vintage. They will. No, they were vintage to begin with. They're like really beautiful designer things oh, sure. that she would find for three dollars in Florida because it's she was like a deal. It's hunter. Where, it's where totally. People, it's where people go to die. Right. Exactly. So and the thrift stores, especially right. 15 years ago, were insane and still are. But um, All those good looking corpses leaving a, a variety of Jones. Are those I mean, we're going to get into this, but are those stores now like super tapped out? Like now that uh, kind of vintage has exploded into a bigger thing. It's reached the stores like from your. Like in like Naples in your hometown, is it now? Yeah. Like are people uh, just, you know, is it dry? It's not dry, but it's definitely, I would say this for any thrift store. They're not what they used to be. Or it's, it's getting harder to, you just got to look in different places, Mm. I guess. Got to hunt. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so you're modeling, telling us you're modeling for over a decade, which is crazy. Traveling the world. Yes. You know, enjoying the good life. Where did the (laughs) pivot to vintage come from? And like, why? When and why? So I moved to New York when I was 17 um, and I had there was a moment where modeling was going really well and I had a bunch of money to throw around when I was like 19. And when you're 19, I think you have oh, no yeah. concept of what money is if you're making a lot of I mean, it. We're 34 and we have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking broke, dude. <laughs> so <laughs> um, so. You had some cash in your pocket, yeah. put a hole in your, in your pocket. I would I would run around to little vintage stores around here and go shopping and you know pay premium price you know like what goes around comes around and um which is i feel like is a model favorite oh totally right uh going and buying red lines there and little louis vuitton bags and it's like the big ticket items yeah um but then it got to a point where i was just like okay i have too many clothes and i had a roommate at the time who had a store on grand street uh she sold jewelry or she was you know, making jewelry and we all kind of got together. There were a few of us who were just like, Oh, let's get rid of our clothes and sell them on the side of the street and just see what happens. Make margaritas and oh, little sidewalks. Yeah. Just a little side, but we would do it every weekend. Sick. And, uh, 
I just started to realize that it was something that I really enjoyed doing, especially like like you enjoyed curating stuff for like other for other people to enjoy. I think just meeting people and talking to people and uh, selling, you know, making money. Sure. Uh, doing doing I mean, that. We make money was talking it, to people. I get exactly. It. You know? Was it immediately kind of lucrative? Where you're like, wait, maybe I could turn this into a thing. Um, I mean, no, I wouldn't say that because while all of that was happening, I was still modeling. I mean, this was right at the very beginning. Um, but one of the guys whose vintage antique stores that I would shop at was riding by on his bike, and I was doing the sidewalk sale, and he was going through the things that I was selling, and he said, "Oh, you know." you wanted to you could just sell these things in my store instead and so that was when i switched and was selling out of a store and then once that happened it became something that was more was that lucrative like that rack was it kind of like this is kathleen's thing versus like oh yeah like i have this sorcerer yes so he was doing um mostly antiques and he was looking to switch over more to clothing because it was an easier sell as opposed to antiques that just sit there all day or for a long time um so he was kind of on the hunt anyway to maybe find right. a partner or someone to help him kind of make that transition. Right. So I moved into his store and then it became an equal partnership where uh, I was sourcing the women's clothes. He was sourcing the men's clothes. What um, was his taste like in terms of clothes? So he was at, he worked under Doug Billmeyer. At oh my God. The Ralph fucking Lauren, goat. Yeah. Absolute goat at uh, Ralph Lauren vintage for like 15 years. Um, Damn, so he was the, so he had the fucking best training possible. Honed his craft. Exactly. Ralph exactly. University. There you go. Another Ralph University. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so he was he was there and then he broke off and opened his store, Brooklyn Curated, which was in Greenpoint for uh I think five years. We had he had the store for five years. I was a part of it for three years. Maybe it was a little bit longer. Um so yeah. Did you know you always wanted to do um like a retail physical brick and mortar? Me or yeah. Kevin? You. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, since I was a little girl growing up, my grandma had this hair salon in Naples, but it was also a woman's boutique. So I would sit behind so the in, counter there. The blood. Yeah. It's totally in, in the blood. And I get here's a question. Like, um, you know, I think what, because there's so many vintage dealers and vintage stores out there now, you, you really need like a specific kind of lane or An like, angle. yeah, uh, like, it, you know, it's your cure, your curatorial skills. Like, how is Chickie's unique from other vintage shops and dealers? And did it take you a while to like hone that angle or did you kind of have it right away? I think it took me a while to figure that out. And I'm, I'm very lucky that I was able to work in Kevin's space to sort of sort that out. You had learned to learn you, the ropes a bit. Yeah. And room to fuck up. Yeah. And, but he was so gracious about me fucking up. Like he was the best mentor and really was just so kind and thoughtful and, you know, showed me amazing flea markets to go to and, you know, really opened up. He kind of like laid out the blueprint. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If you hadn't worked with Kevin, mm -hmm. do you think that we're sitting in the back of a store right now doing a podcast? Absolutely not. No chance. Okay. No. Tell you to wash out blood. Sorry. Thought you had to wash out blood and semen and all the gross stuff. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, that's, these are things you need to learn. These are skills that you need in your. Oh, a hundred percent. The literal shit. So, so the, the, the angle, the lane that you, that you eventually honed under his, under while working with him. His tutelage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is that? Like, what is it about chickies that you would say makes it unique? Oh, elevator pitch time. I love it. All right, here we go. Because we, um, we have Kevin from Fantasy Explosion, and his shit is very like. I mean, he's the you know the fucking he's the New York, the king of New, right? king of New York. So, totally, yeah. totally. So what is what is the chickies? I would say I th- I think it's 
it's hard to pinpoint, but if I were going to pinpoint it, I think, you know, I truly grew up in the fashion industry and, but also grew up, you know, uh, thrifting, like both of these things are things that I've been doing my entire life. And I like to think that chickies is something that sits in between the, best of both worlds. the fashion world, but also the vintage world. So people who like things like Miriam Nasir or people who really like uh fantasy explosion, this is a place that's also really girly mm. um, that sits in between those two things. And I think, yeah, I'll just best. say that. Wine vintage Johns in the game. That's true. And also, uh, our, our producer, Chef, Chef Sham, a uh, big fan of all like the art stuff as mm, well, which I think mm-hmm. is kind of unique to Chickies, or at least you have like a fucking stranglehold on that aspect <laughs> of it for sure. Yeah. And we were talking to Kevin, he was like, you know, he's a fucking, he's a man's man. He's talking <laughs> about like hitting these fucking sales and you got to elbow out the bozos. Absolutely. And it's kind of like, a very and you were saying that it's a very male dominated industry absolutely people might not like that was kind of news to me yeah Yeah, something you don't necessarily think about if you're just like oh i love buying vintage you're mm -hmm. not like doing the the behind the scenes business aspect or whatever the politics of it you don't think about over the last two years though like what are the pain points of having to operate in this fucking because all men are trash we all we all agree oh of course i'm garbage absolutely the worst all men are trash you're terrible too yeah i know you quite well um i love that you guys stand for that that's really great that's our next merch all men are trash we've never told a lie i've never told lie in my entire life i'm not gonna start now all men are trash for all ourselves included for all the lies you tell that make you trash right um Beautiful. but yeah what are, the, what are the main pain points you that you know you face operating a business in this fucking trash male dominated industry um i honestly i i this sounds funny but i like to use it to my advantage like we are living in a society and the, joke, a, the Joker said that yeah, yeah. we are living in a society. And if you're a cute girl at a flea market, like you can use that to your advantage. If you're oh, cu- like getting some deals, some absolutely. Steals, deals or just, you know, finding out secrets and right. um, people are more like likely to open up. If you're a cute girl, absolutely. OK. And um, if you're trying to negotiate a lease, like being a cute girl definitely helps also. So you play that up. Yeah. You would say to your yeah. advantage. There you yeah. go. Yeah. I mean, we the, can sit here and talk about the negative, but let's talk about the positive. Put on the little Betty Boop uh, right. yeah. going out dress. And you're just Spray like, yeah. some nice perfume. Go Are you sure I can't get this in a, uh, in a f- lease locked in for two years? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but like, uh, is there anything? Let's talk negative, though. What <laughs> okay. are some negative aspects of other vintage dealers and sellers that you think are just like, I don't know, just ma- toxic or just like endemic in, in a negative way? I mean, there's there's a lot of mansplaining. Mm. There's a lot of mansplaining. Welcome to mansplaining the podcast. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a. It's what, are they trying to mansplain like Betty Boop to you? Like no, just. I mean, the thing is, is that like at the end of the day, I know what I know, but I, there's a lot of things that I don't know, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck it's, them all. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, it, there's a balance. It's like, yes, I want to know I'm, right. I have a open mind and I want to know as much as I can, but at the same time, it's like, don't patronize me. And you've yeah, also been in the game. Like you have this wealth of knowledge that we've talked. Yeah. About. So it's yeah. Like, you're not trying to hear someone mansplain the thing. You're like, yo, I learned this fucking yeah, yeah, five like, years ago. You know, I know, I know what like, uh, selvage genes are like, <laughs> right. please don't, don't, you don't, talk, need to, you right. know, <laughs> I got that. I don't know. We checked that box. Yeah. Ago. Yeah. Bro, bro, bro. Even though we're sitting six feet apart, even though we're currently masked up, even though <laughs> you took our temperature when we walked in here, um, <laughs> you know, we are at the tail end of this global pandemic 
was the, and as a physical brick and mortar store, I, like what was the hardest moment in the past year and change for Chickies? Um, I mean, when, when everything hit, I was ready to pack up and move back to Florida, oh, really? honestly, because I was living by myself in the Lower East Side, paying rent there, paying rent here. Sure. I was like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to, you know, if, if we're closed for three months, how am I going to be able to come up with that money? Yeah. Like, there's just no way. Sure. So and, and how long had you been doing it full time at that point? Um, Full time. It, it had only been about six. I had been. Yeah, it had been about six months. Like okay. the worst possible time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. So yeah, that was on, you're, early on. You're ready to fucking give up and, and <laughs> pack it up. Well, I mean, yeah, but then honestly, I would say the pandemic was a good thing for the store. As really? awful as that sounds, in terms of um, like online sales and people being like, "Well, I got nothing to do, so let me like cop up." Yeah, I. It just gave us more visibility. I think before the pandemic, we were climbing this ladder of, you know, cool things happening with the store. But once everything was shut down, we were able to just tap into this audience of people who were just on their phones 24 seven. And I hate that. I hate online. Like I opened a store because I hate online. So you just want to be an Instagram page like everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And but there is something to be said about the visibility that comes from Instagram and having so did you have an to online store your strategy to like embrace that aspect that you're like not even into to begin with. Totally. And I'm 100% the kind of person who doesn't and won't do things unless I'm like totally under pressure and have to do it. <laughs> okay, so, like so yeah. it Sounds took a global familiar. pandemic for me to yeah. move like, my okay, sword online. Fine, I'll embrace this internet thing I've been hearing. About. <laughs> right. It's not a fad mom. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds really snotty, but it's no. true. Like I 100% prefer to have a conversation with someone in here as opposed to just packing something up and shipping it sure. out. But also the location here is fucking fire. I mean, the foot traffic is crazy. You got Mogador next door, which is Jonah Hill's favorite. Yeah, shout uh, out Jonah Hill <laughs> meal mm-hmm. to Carbolodet. I mean, you had Kinfo, two blocks yeah. away there. RIP our haunt yeah big um, loss to the community we're two blocks from like the L train so like yeah I have to imagine that losing that foot traffic must have been a fucking severe blow to the psyche of like running the business totally but also like I mean I don't know how you guys know about me but I feel like me doing these things have, has given me has opened the door to people like you guys who are on the internet and I would probably wouldn't you are very much you would like would you guys walk into a woman's vintage store like I don't know probably yeah because we are very sophisticated gentlemen but I see your point I would say probably me for the wrong reasons not to like you know for for the right all men are trash all men are are specifically horny Jimmy (laughs) sexy Jimmy oh right right sorry excuse me Um, sexy Jimmy well okay with with the hindsight of two plus years now with uh, under your belt with that experience. What has been the biggest fuck up moment in the history of chickies? Um, I think, I think being a little bit too relaxed about uh, where I source my, oh, my like clothes. Giving up, giving oh, up giving info. out sources and plugs, not giving them out, but just, uh, like yeah, grant, just like Instagram story. Like, I mean, Yo, I'm at this fucking place. Yeah. And I think also, that that's the number one rule of vintage. Like, don't give up your sources. What's your favorite source? I no. Okay. <laughs> See, there you I go. Have to try, yeah. See, well, that's we, you know, that's that got to journalism. We have to do it. That was a test. And yeah, you passed. You passed. Thank Flying you. Colors. Thank you. So no, you were, but so you were to like the competition or like who was who was yeah. kind of well. I mean, this? truly, I would say 
a few times a week, some there are people coming in here saying, oh, where do you source your clothes? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just thinking that that's like a normal thing that yeah. you would give up. Yeah. And again, like we're a store in the middle of Williamsburg. Some people walk in here and don't even understand that it's a vintage store. Or mm. Understand, you know, like what do they think? They think it's just, I, I don't know. Or something. I don't or? know. This 1994 Betty Boop shirt is so there's people so who are, old. who are like, Oh, there's, there's these shirts in here. Like they just must be printing these in the back. Like how is this $150? We, well, you know, stupid. we're in the middle of Williamsburg. We're on North Seventh and Y. Like, yeah, there's yeah, a lot of people who come in here. Money bullshit, but yeah, you know, it happens. Yeah, so, uh, but it is a loose lips sink ships type mentality where you're like, I gotta rein this back in. Yeah, and I think, um, as a you know, I want to be as accommodating as possible. So to you know, give these people more of an explanation, like, oh, actually, this is something from a flea market, and we washed it, and there were stains on it, and now it's clean, and you know, this is why it is what it is. And, um, yeah. Without giving up any fucking Intel or recon, like how do you typically expand your, uh, sourcing list? Um, it's, it's tough. It's, it's really like word of mouth and, uh, just being, um, what's the word? Uh, just curious and, you know, driving around and, being intrepid and exploring. Yeah. Or, you know, if it's and, a, and that's work, like that's the work yeah. that that's why people will pay or should pay the prices that, that's you know, they should pay, sunk right? time. I mean, that's yeah. you doing the job, but it's like your life. Right. You one pay for that. Ladies and gentlemen, one of my favorite, um, dealers that I work with now is someone that I met at a birthday party. It was at his house. And, uh, What's the address? it was another, it was another girl, <laughs> whose birthday it was, but I was just looking around the house. I was like, this house is insane. And so I went over to the guy, her roommate, and I was just like, who are you? Like, yeah. what is, what, who the what, fuck are you? He had I'm in your house right now. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> truly. Yeah. Like he had these beautiful Louis Vuitton suitcases everywhere. Like just true. Like I felt like I was in a Ralph Lauren like, store. Hi, hi, I'm virtual. Yeah, right. I'm virtual. Yeah, right? Nice to meet you. But uh, he's, you know, I go to his house every once in a while and dig through his archive because he's clearing it out. So and, you have a network then at this yeah, point? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing it for five years, so slowly but surely. It's like a little family of people like that are, you know, people helping people type thing. Or is it kind of more just transactional or a mixture of both? I guess. No, there's it's it's definitely a uh, family sort of. How hard did the vibe. how hard did the panini uh, hit the network where it's, people are like, yo, like, don't come in. Right. Like, you know, I, I can't have visitors in my home or wherever the fuck in my, in my yeah, space. That definitely happened. That definitely happened. Um, starting to open back I up now? can't really pick over zoom, you know? Right. I had to get more creative with my sourcing for sure. Um, there were some different States that I went to that I'd never gone to before that were open before New York was open. Mm, so so like a little rolling the dice a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And you that's your life. Yeah. Yes. For the Abs- vintage. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> a hero a shiro yeah if you will a girl wow. boss yeah can thank, you say thank you thank for your you. service girl boss gatekeep yeah, yeah right um you talked about kind of expanding into digital and i think that one thing that you guys have done quite tastefully is flex all the fucking celebrity power of <laughs> chicky shoppers is zoe kravitz the biggest celebrity to cop from chickies um she's one of them yeah yeah i mean it i feel like if you're gonna point to like a chickies chick you would point to like zoe kravitz i right? mean like, she came in very early on and I truly shit my pants how when did, she walked in. Well, I was going to say, how did she smell? But she smelled like the shit in your pants. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Um, She's the archetype, though, when you think of like you close your eyes and you envision like the coolest possible person that you would want to have as a customer. She's like what you envision. I mean, I wouldn't say that a celebrity is necessarily that person, but just her interests and her vibes. Yeah. And what she stands for her small tattoos. Yeah. She's very, small she's tattoos. so hot and she's so tiny. That is, like that is facts. she's so hot. <laughs> Who is, um, who's the male version of like the ideal chickies customer or not ideal, but the chickies customer. Like when you picture him, I mean, is it Lenny Kravitz? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had, um, I'm going to flex. Go off. We had, That's why flex. we're here. We had Harry Styles, stylist Ooh, come in. Wee. <laughs> Harry Styles, stylist come, came His in. Sty- whose name Did is you also Harry. And piss your pants when he came in? Uh, well, we didn't know what was going on. They just came in and bought a bunch of stuff, and we thought they were. Uh, shooting a show or something. Okay. A lot of people do that. Come in. Just oh, it, was buy a bunch. St- it wasn't so much him. It was the crew that his team. It or? was okay. his team. He was doing a show at the music hall of Williamsburg right around the corner. Yeah. And uh, they were like, or I was just like, well, you know, again, being curious. Like, oh, yeah. What are you dresses? <laughs> no, I said, what are you, what are you guys doing? They said, oh, we're, we're working on a show. And me and my girl who was working with me at the time, we were like, oh, what, you know, what show are you working yeah, on? on? He was like, oh, uh, Harry Styles. Ever heard of like, him? <laughs> what? Um, but you, have you seen pictures of him wearing the stuff? That yes. Oh, yeah. What, what was he? Yeah. What, what was the hall? What did he, he end up wearing? So there was a paparazzi photo of him. Um, he was shooting the, the, where he's in the car. Uh, and he dives in the one of the most recent videos. I watermelon can't think. Watermelon sugar, sugar high. No, it wasn't. It was oh, one after watermelon oh. sugar. Oh, I don't know. Not We're not like you the guys biggest aren't. Harry Styles stand. So he did. He did teenage, us. You're not he did teenage dirtbag right. with one one D, and that was yeah. very cool. And then I'm sure there's people sugar. at home like screaming the answer because they know what we're talking about. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. there's a paparazzi photo. There's you know, paparazzi. If you know the answer. Comment on the Instagram. If you know the answer, go follow Chickies. Go follow <laughs> Doctor Taco. Start totally uh, throwing fits and then comment the answer. All right. So Harry Styles is the biggest celebrity has to be the biggest celebrity right who's bigger than yeah. Ari? Ari anyone that's like a frequent shopper um let the flexing continue yeah please don't stop um any someone who's yeah I mean there's 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 cool like not as big as those people but just cool celebrities and cool local celebrities too huh, I mean like, I mean, like the you, goddamn motherfucking boys exactly exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that something that so we're two years in, obviously, there was a break for um, a global pandemic. But like, is this something that when these kind of people and maybe we're not talking necessarily A-list, but this higher non-civilians, non-pedestrians will say, does that still get you excited as like a cosigner of validation? Or are you like, I don't necessarily like need that to, to, to let me know that I'm doing what I've been meant to do? No, it definitely gives me validation. I'd be lying if I said it didn't. Right. Um, what about sales, though. Help sales. When they got to place big orders, right? Harry probably his people probably blew a bag, right? Yeah, I mean, I if I'm having a bad day at the store, I look at the paparazzi yeah. photos. No, no, no I Zoe Kravitz shrine. Oh, like, like, sorry, a bad day in in sales, not in like how you're no, feeling no. inside. Yeah, I can. I'll you know send over a a bunch of um photos of T-shirts to like his stylist or oh, something like okay. that. Like, gotta that's gotta, VIP service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do that for a lot of people, or is it like that's yeah. like the real? Okay. Yeah. You, um, and and these celebs with their rabid fan bases, you know, Harry, especially, do they have like when he wears something from Chickies or shot something wearing something from Chickies, do his fans then like flood the Chickies page or come in and like, oh, my God, I heard this is where Harry Styles gets his all his vintage tees from less with Harry Styles. But um, there have been other celebrities where we yeah, I mean, we get, we'll get a lot of followers or it's uh, there's that girl MVB. Who shops with us quite a bit? 
Um, she she has a really really loyal fan base and i her type of follower is the exact type of girl that i would want coming into chicky so yeah you're like send them send me you're tired you're weary you're hungry for john's yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean does does a lot of these and and let's say there's a tier between you know the unlocked styles and us (laughs) yeah harry styles and then citizens but um from your years working in fashion i have to imagine you have a lot of connections to like stylists, mm-hmm. cool girls, cool mm-hmm. guys, mm-hmm. um, tastemakers, influencers, et cetera, et cetera. Like they must also be a fucking pervasive force in the chickies, you know, line, sh- line, b- budget line sheet as well. No, absolutely. From, from the moment I opened my store, I think the connections from the fashion industry that I already had from being in it for 15 years totally helped. And there are a lot of stylists that introduced me to people who definitely gave the store more visibility. So network, yeah, was born from a network. Your network yeah. is your net worth. Yes. Ooh. Wow. Yes. That's an original. I just came up. With I don't that. network. I love. make the network. Wow. Okay. Why did you quit modeling though? Was it just because like the vintage stuff was? You're like, yo, this is viable. I like this more. It was something that happened serendipitously. Um, I just modeling such a funny thing. You can work a bunch or you can work not at all. We, we work. We were very yeah. selective with our modeling. Yeah. Yeah. Love. I love that. <laughs> We, cur- we curate our opportunities. Yeah, whenever Teddy goes up the bat signal, <laughs> yeah. we're there. Basically. Same, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But so I mean. it's kind of like not really reliable. And then you're like, I just want to do my own thing. Um, One thing that was cool about modeling is that it taught me how to run a business in mm. a way and have bus- business conversations. And I had a business conversation with my agent where I was just like, hey, I have made, you know, half as much money as I made last year. So what do we need to do to move forward? And she was just like, I don't think it's working anymore. Really? Yeah. It's a tough conversation to have. Absolutely. It was, yeah, it was, it was tough. And, you know, she said, Oh, you know, if you, if you need help, maybe going to a different agency or anything like that, I can help you with that. What was the rationale behind that advice from her? Like what was, I mean, is this a gauche as fuck or not even gauche, but a a trash to say, is it like you age out or something or, Modeling's just weird. Just like sporadic. the like, what is the business model for modeling? Like, I don't Be or hot. being a modeling agency. Yeah. It's just like you hire all of these girls, and you know, a small percentage of them work a ton, and then the majority of them are working models who are probably making you know seventy five thousand, eighty thousand dollars a year, and right. it's not really this living twelve to an apartment, right? Yeah. Were you in like what, model housing? So, so if I not mean, less money, making yeah. less money. You say girls, like quite literally, like you were cat or you were spotted when you were like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Well, I sent in photos when I was twelve. Okay. What <laughs> yeah. were those headshots looking like? They, I took them on my cam, on my webcam, <laughs> on, your flip, on your flip phone. Is it? Yeah. Is it weird, or did it ever occur to you? And and I don't know if weird is the right word, but that. And I know that like modeling scouts and agents aren't like. Not like, you know, all not all modeling scouts are trash. We'll put right. it like that. Right. No, definitely I, someone no. savory. Predatory if, someone, characters. if someone is looking at you and they're like, oh, this 12 year old is hot. Like, is that did that ever strike you as something? And are they even thinking that? What is it? I don't I don't know. I've never She's thought about that look. before. We've got to think yeah. about that. Uh, like, yeah, no, it's weird. I mean, I was definitely sexualized at a super young age and. uh but that, it, in the moment, it just seemed so normal. Right. It felt know. like this is part of the business. This yeah. Is like what is going to happen? Like I was shooting lingerie in Colombia when I was 15 years old. That should hmm. be illegal. Yeah. And I. <laughs> yeah. Right. It might be. It might, maybe not, well, maybe that's not, why I had to go to Colombia. Maybe not in Colombia. Right. Yeah. Did uh, you ever feel like like 
like chewed up and spit up by the machine. I mean, we can talk about this. Like you, you spoke out against this noted piece of shit photographer, Jonathan mm-hmm. Letter, Leader, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't even want to pronounce the name. In, in the New York Times, the paper, the gray lady. Paper record. <laughs> First of all, this is your opportunity. Do you want to weaponize the throw gang sleeper cells and stick them on his ass? Yeah. <laughs> the choice is yours right now. You can say yes. Spam his no. page. Yeah. I know. I think. Report. Mass report him right, to Instagram. We'll, we'll leave him alone. Yeah, yeah we'll leave him like, alone. It's but like, it was, it's not worth it. Was no, that a moment not. where you were just like, this industry is just like gross? No, I don't think that was something that I fully understood until much later on, um, especially talking to other girls who went through very similar situations. And the situation he took some like risque photos and then continued to sell them, even though like they, he had already like uh, fulfilled like the agreement that you had come to with him. Basically, yeah. Um, he was acting in bad faith. He was having girls take a bus out to Woodstock and like stay the night. Mm. And that's by design. Yeah. Yeah. That was before Uber. So right. it's not like I could have, if I was uncomfortable, I could have called an Uber right. and sure. gone out of there. You're, kinda, you know? you're trapped. I mean, but that, again, Honestly, by design, that's what he's doing. Yeah. And yeah. is that not an anomaly you're saying? Like that's not so out of the ordinary in no, this industry? No, that's, I mean, one, th- I will say the one thing about that situation is that it gave me an understanding moving forward of um, men like sorry but it, it was men yeah. who were uh who were trying to do something similar just you know i mean go on any f- uh photographer guy's page who's just shooting hot girls like that just isn't yeah. <laughs> that's just sketchy sure it's just sketchy but so, something that had been accepted for oh yeah and, and even still to this day like yeah. you know it's despite under the, whatever reckoning scare quotes under the guise of like sports illustrated and uh victoria's secret right. and you know there's there are good things in that world but these guys use that world to you know with this other right motive they, they leverage it yeah i, I always kind of wondered like you know models obviously this is sounds terrible but like there is a, a relatively short shelf life right like yeah. you can't be in that shit until you know past a certain age yeah and that's just the reality of like the industry like do a lot of models you obviously spun a passion into a full-time career but do a lot of models come out of it and maybe they face a situation with like you where they're not making any money maybe they're, like they're they don't have the look or the the gigs anymore and then are they just like do they just go home and like Go back to the hometown and fucking work at the gas station. It's like freelance life, except you don't have a craft. Your craft is just your looks, your looks. And if you're a freelancer and you're not working, you know, you can work on your art. You can work on. But when it's when your art or whatever is just who you are, you're really left to just It's in God's hands at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So there are. I mean, there are a lot of girls who come of it, come out of it with a chunk of money that they can move forward with. But there are a lot of girls who turn 28 and there is that thing looming over you when you are a 25 year old model where you're just like, I'm 25. I haven't reached any of the goals that I wanted to reach when I was 18, 19 years old. I've just put in all of this time into this thing and now I'm not really making any money. I mean, that's what yeah. my experience what was. What were your goals when you were like, you know, young and hungry and getting into that modeling game? What did you want to do? Um, I wanted to shoot big campaigns uh like bobby brown Mm -hmm. or sports illustrated or and i and i did shoot really cool things and met really cool people and traveled the world but uh you have no regrets you would say or um no because it it got me to where i am now and i met a lot of really cool people and it it taught me the biggest thing i think is that it taught me how to have my own business Mm -hmm. 
um, because I was my own. That, that yeah. was that business that was acumen that you accrued. Was it was like the crucial. business of Sparrows, yeah. the pizza. Empire. Yeah. Yes. Um, what was your like peak when you look back, like your most proud uh, campaign or job or moment as a model? Definitely Roxy. Um, I shot Roxy's like surf brand. Mm -hmm. Um, The female Quicksilver. Yes, exactly. Um, Hang 10, baby. That was one of the, that was like, were you surfing? Yeah. I, I shot with all of the pro surfers and learned how to surf with them. Were you like in Maui or something? We, the first shoot was in Kauai, which was insane and beautiful. We shot there for like a week. Yeah. Um, green room, bro. But that was so cool because I was booked for who I who I am or who I was the personality, um, not just the looks. Yeah. Like at that time, I had just started doing vintage and they were like, we think it's so cool oh, that sick. you're doing this. And they just paid attention to who I actually was as, right. a, as a person. And I think so the ideal client, right, versus. Yeah. Just trying to fit into what they wanted yeah. out of yeah. me. Uh, I. <laughs> I had to do some modeling casting when we like produced or when we were like more in the fashion industry. And it's pretty gross. I got to say, I just weird side tangent here when you're, you're talking to like an agency and they're like, so do you want like white, black, Asian? Yeah. Like, it's uh, like a menu, you know? Yeah. And they're like, it, it really is like kind of like selecting like the lobster that you're going to eat at the restaurant. Sure. Um, it's, it's so weird. It's very icky. It's so weird. It's very icky. And then the agents, well, at least in this, in my experience, were trying to like siphon off like some trade for themselves so that they could give like a rebate on the price of the, of the model's rate. It's fucking weird. It's so weird. And that's just like the most benign, like yeah. innocent fucked upness of right. the industry. Do you think that like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. What is the business model? Like, what are you right? Just there's no, there's no standards. Yeah. yeah. Has, but sorry. Has, has, the, has the modeling industry overall, in your opinion, like faced a reckoning that proportional to like the amount of fucked upness that we, that we hear about and yeah. that you like experienced. No, and I don't know what could like unless you're completely dismantling the structure of this thing. I don't. Damn. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Like, I don't so know what the a, answer we need to is. Abolish the modeling industry. <laughs> no. Defund modeling. Yeah. No. Yeah. Defund modeling. No, I don't. I'm not Amen. saying that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to hate on it because it got me right. It. Yeah. I. I had a lot of positive experiences, um, sure. but it's just. It's really scary. Like I graduated high school and then that was the world that I was thrown into. And looking back, it's just like, I should have just gone. I mean, I shouldn't have just, I'm not going to say that I should have just gone to college, but it's just like, I didn't do that to do this thing where I was just like thrown out to the wolves to figure it out. With hindsight being 2020, you're like, did I make maybe the right choice? Even though you clearly feel like you did. Yeah. You can look back now and be like, maybe I should have considered my options more. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's always like it's it's it seems like this reckoning is like whack a mole, right? Where it's like, oh, this photographer Terry like, Richardson, yeah, Boom. yeah, Bruce yeah. Weber, bang, no, uh, it's this fucking Jonathan piece Mario Tess, yeah, Mario Batali, Testino, <laughs> Testino, <laughs> Mario Luigi. It's individual, yeah. That motherfucker, he's yeah. coming up. He's nipping on Sabaro's heels, <laughs> but it's it's. <laughs> It's individual uh, issues, not like systematic, right? Like at least what we've seen so far. No, it is systematic. 
No, like, sorry, the, the way that the, people the cancellations are like, uh, are like very oh, case yeah. by, it's case by case. Right? Yeah. Versus like, we need to fix the system. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there needs to be like a, a, sacrificial u- a union, like yeah. actors have a union, right. you know, and there's modeling, no model union. Mo- modeling agencies are just picking girls from like foreign countries and flying them in and they don't know how to speak English right, and yeah. they're here and they're just like lost and are just do- doing whatever they tell them to do. Like there's something wrong with that. I'm sorry, but like yeah. you can't just, are there even any like support groups for yeah, models there's, and models? There's um, model Alliance is really mm. great that Which they is fairly new, right? They're they're They've been around, I would say for probably five years. Yeah. Um, but they, they're, they have like a hotline and oh, you nice. know, it go, we, we're talking about like the morality of all of it, but also like finances and yeah. girls who haven't gotten paid for, right. there are clients who never paid me and you know, clients who don't pay out for two years, like talk about Jesus. net 30 or net yeah, 90 right? net fucking net 365. Yeah, like, Jesus. you know, and they have a hotline for that kind of stuff, which is great. Well, let's get positive for a second. Just right. for one second here. What was like some of the best perks about being a model? And don't say, Male models, because that'll really bruise our egos. <laughs> Best parts about being a model. Um, a lo- I was the thing that I loved most about being a model was all of the free time that I had. Nice. That that was that was the biggest like being thing. Being a podcaster, totally. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys do in your free time? Uh, Smoke weed, dude. Right question. <laughs> watch movies. movies and handle yeah. all the tax fuck ups that we have while Lawrence smokes weed. And watch. Oh my god. So you, what did you, and with your free time, you were indulging in like this love of vintage and like hunting and picking, or well, uh, new. I I loved running around New York, going to, you know, gallery shows and going to film forum at like 12 o'clock noon on a Wednesday, Love you know, on a 90 degree day in the middle of summer, going and watching Al Pacino, like absolutely. Mm. And you, I, you know, even now, like I can't really go and do that now, but that could close the shop for like two hours. You can set up a projector or or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. But that's the beauty of being your own boss. Absolutely. Gonzuvian. Yeah, be back in 200 minutes. So you're just enjoying the city with that free time and yeah. And just hanging out with girlfriends, like going and having lunch on a Thursday. Yeah. Damn, it's all music to my going ears. Going up on a Tuesday. And yeah. let's not forget honing the craft that mm-hmm. eventually got us here. Oh, right? yeah, totally. And, and I think that the timing of Chickies is awesome in that. Um, I mean, I'm sure it has its drawbacks, too, but like what's not fucking you know uh we gotta address this like vintage has gone absolutely nuclear and is endemic to gen z culture right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. it is not just a trend or a fad it is clearly like here to stay yeah what do you think of the argument that uh there's this big vox article that i sent you um that was Mm -hmm. written the other day what do you think of this argument that some people are making that this lifestyle because it is a whole fucking lifestyle is just perpetuating overconsumption and waste i mean that's just the world that we live in. I don't think that's just vintage or thrifting or whatever. That's I think the fashion industry. I think it's the not even just the fashion industry. Right. I think, I mean, walk around, you see masks on the floor and everything. That seems to be a solution, but it's still not, you know, like, um, I think, I think it's really silly when people say that, you know, uh, thrift stores are being gentrified or whatever. It's like thrift stores are still throwing clothes away. Thrift right. stores still there's have a business. Yeah. So they, yeah. There's, yeah, there's too many clothes in the world. And unless, you know, like a, there's a government that, uh, 
you know, creates different standards, then right. it's going to keep happening. Then like, it's like, you know, yeah. player it's again, it's this, game. it's like yeah. pointing your finger at the individual. It's just really so silly. All, so all this discussion that is happening, like, you know, in the media and on social media, I mean, this is something we've talked about in our podcast in, around in our, tic- in our TikTok yeah, comments. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> that happens around. I love thrift. TikTok as a form of news. Right. Oh, right. It's the best. Yeah. yeah. That's where I see all the Palestinians getting bombed. <laughs> okay. I'm just um, saying the fucking, it's boots yes. on the, it's no, sure, sure. on the ground. It is boots on the ground. Yeah. Snapchat too. Apparently, I, I don't. I can't say because I don't use it because yeah. I'm a grown ass man. He's but um, with this, this conversation <laughs> that's happening, um, where people are like debating really the merits of like what you do for a living. Like, do you get involved in that conversation? Is that something that you have a dialogue with your customers about, or are people bringing it up to you, or are you kind of just like observe that from the sidelines and you're dismissive dismissive of it, which you can be because you live it. Like, how do you approach that criticism if you do at all? I don't face too much of that. I ha- I've had someone who who wrote me once saying like they were pissed off because they thought that I was at the bins. Like, oh, here you go, like over gentrifying the bins. And I was like, you know I'm actually no, it's just a random person. Just- but uh, hater. I mean, when I'm having a bad day, it's really fun to just get pissed off at people on the internet, right? Um, well, and take it out on them because I don't know you, so I'm right. just gonna take it out on yeah, you. Sure, so easy. It's just the best. But, um, you, but you personally think that like the 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 positives of what you're doing vastly outweigh the negatives i mean do i think you should shop at my store or zara i think you should stop at my shop at my store that's a store. fact that is and objective absolutely outside of like environmentalism uh you're supporting a small business you're putting money in my pocket right. and not just my pocket but also the girls that work for me sure. you know and right. i think that's cooler than going to zara and supporting some big corporation that yeah talk about yeah the customers of the planet yeah what about it what about vintage being like like J- james said it, it's woven into the to gen z culture is it weird that this has this kind of stuff has become these hyped status symbols to some degree wait say that again sorry uh, so like james and i had this discussion where like you know there is this younger that we, that we weren't aware of kind of like a female equivalent to like what would be the obvious male sneakerhead hype beast where uh-huh. even if they're buying older stuff it is seemingly transactional uh-huh. and um based around like the flex of owning this stuff and these and these you know this betty boop shirt being uh-huh. like you know a, a status symbol or a signifier a one, a one of one yeah well and obviously there's the reasons behind that, like the one of oneness and the specialness. Right. And maybe there is this emotional connection, like you talked about right. with jewelry, but like it has become hyped vintage uh-huh. kind of in its own way. Is that, yeah. is that something you've seen like develop slowly? So it's not like this knee jerk thing where James and I read an article and we're like, whoa, we didn't even know yeah. that this kind of female shopper existed. Or, or is it also a shock to you? Um, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's, just a female thing. I think, I mean, when I, true, when I first started doing this, I was very much in the Americana vintage world, Ralph Lauren, going to double RL parties, going to, you know, absolutely. And that's nerdy ass motherfuckers standing in a circle, talking about patina and fucking like, like that is a tale as old as time. Sure. A bunch of people standing in a circle, like Circle jerking. Yeah. Circle jerking about masturbatory nonsense. Whatever it is. Um, so I don't think but that was the OG podcast. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Um, so I don't know. So it's I, not gender specific at all. I don't think it's gender specific, and I don't think it's a like I think Gen Z is probably just 
you know, the next generation. And sure. this is their way of doing that, I guess, is the and, you know, you get TikTok involved and then it blows up. It gets amplified. But, but to I, crazy yeah. Degree. And I do think that going back to one of the first questions, which is like, what's the chickies lane? Is that I don't think you guys necessarily do delve or deal in like the super hyped up items, right? Like totally. Antis or rap. Yeah, things, right. Sure. Totally. Versus like it's a it's a taste level that is like specific to here and presented in merchandise. It's a way that's specific to here. Yeah. It's yeah. a point of view. Um, that, you know, is why you're able to turn this into a full-time thing. Right. I, and the thing that's cool too, is like, you know, the art tees I've always been really into and now they're regardless of trends. Yeah. And now that they're really popular, they're not something that I can go and find for $20. So that puts me in a position where it's like, okay, what's the next cool thing thing, that I'm into? And it's just, it's not about like, What's hypey? It's, it's just. Wine. It's, it's a, it's a wine is it wine? Merch? I mean, it might be. Yeah, I think. I think, I think it might be. Yeah, loose lips, loose lips sink ships. Don't hey, have but, her uh, giving out all the gems <laughs> for free. But purple lips throw fits. I don't fuck. Wow. Know. Okay. Damn. You are a professional. Wait. So, were you surprised when the art stuff became this like hyped genre of clothing? It, 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 is it a hype genre? Clothing is this just in our fucking echo chamber. Yeah. The three of us. I would say a little bit of both. Okay. I think there's definitely like it's really easy to have tunnel vision when you're living in the Lower East Side or Williamsburg sure, right. going into vintage stores. It's it's all going to be a little bit of the I same the next thing. I thought going to be uh, Batman shorts a la Sam Hunt. <laughs> true, uh, true, 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 true. Do you consider this, uh, and this is just a, a take a step back, is this a unisex shop? Is it mainly for women that obviously guys are welcome to or how do you see it? Is it like, because you said girly before when you were describing it. I think I would say it's mostly women, um, but I love when men come in here and are a little bit uncomfortable, like, oh, do you have a men's section? It's like, no, but we do nope. have men's pieces <laughs> right. strewn about and you're more than welcome to go through and find something because Peruse. there are absolutely pieces yeah. in here for men. But I like I like that men come in here and they feel a little uncomfortable. And when you're sourcing, are you thinking of are you always picturing it like on a woman? Right. When you when you get something, are you thinking about like the female customer? Or are you just thinking like generally about just anyone could wear this? I think about my friends when I'm sourcing. I think about, oh, what if there's something that I'm on the fence about? I think about would any friend of mine or my boyfriend wear right. something like this? And now that I have a boyfriend, I definitely. Congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, I definitely see things more like, oh, he would look nice in this. And, that, and then I start to think more about. I would just say that the store is an extension of like me and my life experience. And, you know, uh, maybe one day I want to like right now I'm really into buying furniture for my, for my apartment. And Mm -hmm. there was a thought like, Oh, maybe I'll venture into furniture. And then I decided that was not going to (laughs) happen. Well, I hope you have a bunch of men's inventory, uh, you know, stocked up because we're about to send a bunch of young fellas your way. Let's go. Well, in that, in that case that we have so many t-shirts that that guys, I mean, that's usually what I say. Yeah, for sure. I mean, going, going back to kind of this, the fact that vintage is so endemic in Gen Z and a lot of it does seem to be these like hobbyists that are enthusiasts what advice for any young women, the young, the, the one young woman listening um, who's looking <laughs> to transition, you know, thrifting from a hobby into a mm-hmm. full time career? Like, what would you tell people? What are the pratfalls they should look out for? What should they definitely fucking do? Like, just top of mind, what what would you say? I would say think about what you're wanting to do and think about. um, Like, do you have a unique point of view? I think that's the first question you should ask yourself. Do you think that you have something to offer that your community doesn't already have? And if if the answer to that is yes, then 
move forward. And if not, maybe do a little bit more research, maybe refine that, maybe do some soul searching, think about things that, you know, uh, there needs to be a reason to do this. What is what you're saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I was in Greenpoint and there's like three coffee stores on one block. <laughs> and I'm just like, there's a new one Wait, that just opened. As long as none of them are Starbucks. Well, there's a Starbucks right there. On, you know, well, yeah. Also, but Square. yeah, Starbucks, that, that's like classic Starbucks sure. just plopping down where you're not needed at all. <laughs> not at all. Although they do do quite a brisk business. I will say that, which is shocking. But anyway, so if it even so you need to find your own POV. Yeah. Own it. If you see if you see the gaps, film, right? That's something that uh, uh, Bar Brown did on a classic episode. Well, and that's that'll that'll send you on your way to success also, because then you have a unique point of vision and you're not doing something that everyone that's else is doing. And then you can make decisions. Yeah. Based on, are you accomplishing whatever that that goal is to further that unique POV that you feel there's a need for? Yeah. And no one's going to do you better than you. That's if you're trying fact, if you're trying bars. to do something <laughs> that someone else is doing, you're never going to be as good as that person because the only person that's good at that is that person. Yeah. You every, know? Other, every other podcast out there, write that down. So how many Facts. fucking copycats does Chickies have that Ooh. you see on the timeline oh. when you're perusing? Is that something where you see people kind of like coming take, for your, coming for your, the queen's crown? Right. But um, like intentionally looking at what you're doing and being like, I'm going to carbon copy this. I will say this. Talk your shit. Um, I will say it bums me out that maybe there are some people like I, I want to be flattered, but uh, I, but I do pissed. get bummed out. No, it bums me out. And I will. Uh, the only thing that I'll say is if my formula is too easy to replicate, then I'm doing something. Wow. Ooh. You turn the lens back on Damn. yourself. That is mature. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah, sure. you're right. 100%. And it's like, okay, if this person's doing this because they saw that I was doing it, then let me change that and let me be innovative. Go hard. Innovate. What is it? What's our ideation? Ideation. Iteration. Futurism. There you go. Yes. You can have that too. Um, Thank you. Put that on a t-shirt. Let's let's take it from the macro and bring it back to Kathleen for a second. All right. All right. Uh, The queen of White Avenue. Kathleen, what is your one vintage grail? What has eluded you over the years? Your white whale. Um, like one that I have or one that I one that want. You don't have. Okay. Yeah, you're still searching for. So there, there's a few of them. Oh, um, list. I love this. They're all t-shirts. They're all Betty Boop. <laughs> um, there is. Okay. So the first one is Betty. There's this Betty Boop. Oh, okay. I, I have a relatively medium sized collection of Betty Boop shirts. Okay. Personally, like you personally. Yeah. What, what are we, what are we saying here? Yeah. What is the medium What's size? Medium How many? Uh, no, like 20. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a, a, that's a that's fucking a wardrobe. Yeah. By the way, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's almost a month. It's yeah. Uh, but there's, so I have, there's all these iterations of her as an angel, but there was one that I saw on eBay of her as a devil and I had it on my watch. I had the timer set and everything, but I was like at a friend's birthday party and I just uh, fucking you're missed too busy it. Socializing, yeah. not working. Yeah. Gary V would be fucking, but you know what? <laughs> if you're, if you're too fucked you're up to pop the tea. Miss Betty devil would have been proud. Right. And it's mess. Miss Betty. If you nasty, <laughs> Okay, so, 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 so Betty Boop, Devil. satanic Betty Boop. Yeah, yeah. it's six, six, so six, hot. Betty. That photo, it, I have the screenshot of it on my Instagram because I needed it to be a part of something. It had to exist. Yeah, it, it had to exist. As an yes. Yeah. Um, hmm. But it's so hot. Like, she's so hot. <laughs> um, what else is there? So there's that. And actually, you sent me that Mazzy Star shirt, but, and I forgot oh, about boy, that. Sponsor. Yeah, yeah. But I, uh, yeah, today. love vintage sponsor. Yeah. Um, the homie. 
But I have been on the hunt for a Mazzy Star shirt that isn't like four hundred dollars. Right. Mm. Um, is, that, is that typically what the market rate is? For yeah, has that been rinsed? Mazzy. Mazzy? Uh, I don't know. I honestly, I don't even see it on the internet anywhere. Mm. Um, it's that rare. Yeah. It, it or or uh, yeah or it's like five hundred dollars. You sure. know, people price gouge on eBay. Just right, so mark shit up. That's two grails. Yeah. Are there any more? Or there's uh, and then the third one is. <laughs> Like vintage T-shirt nerd classic, but I do really want a Sade shirt. Mm, I love Sade. Yeah. I love. I mean, her. who doesn't, right? Yeah, great outro music. But her, 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 her shirts go for so much money. Yeah, she's become even like before the the Supreme shirt. That right, like she right, was right. Like, uh, I mean, she's so fucking good. I mean, it's like you know, you know she's so hot. Like also, so, so hot, hot. Universally beloved and so tasteful that it's like okay, it's not surprising that people would be like obsessed with getting right the vintage OG concert stuff, or yeah. promo stuff. Yeah. Are there some Johns that you source that you'll never ever ever sell, no matter what the uh, what the offer is? Um, I mean, if the offer, you know, okay. if, if everyone, I'm in, everyone has their yeah, price. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I mean, you can be bought. <laughs> I'm not going to turn down money, but uh, I have. There's a few that I have. Um, there's the Gautier Mona Lisa mesh long sleeve from oh, one of his collections sure. that I found at a thrift store for like $50. And Damn. Well, okay. They kind of knew what they had, though. 50 bucks. But I'm sure they just saw the label. Though. Well, this they're on Grailed for like $800, well, $900. Yeah. When did you find? When was this? When you uh, were- like a year ago. Okay. Um, so that one, I don't even think I've ever worn it, but it's just so cool. Like, I don't think I could ever, it's, like it's a, so it's special like an art piece. Now. I mean, if hanging in the rafters type shit. Yeah. Frame it. Yeah. Put it Maybe in woman cave. Yeah. <laughs> what else? What else? What are some other Johns you would never, ever sell unless the price is right? Um, I think things that just fit me really well. It's less the fit is something that's really important to me in my personal style. Just ideal inseam on a men's short, short. What you uh, I like the shorter. Like, shorter what is better. that? Is that six? six no, it's five, baby. These are five. Those are five. Yeah. And we, yeah, five is our gold standard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Five th- or die. You can go three if you fucking, if you feel a little freaky. <clears throat> yeah. I think, you know, it really depends on the guy. Okay. It really depends. It depends on the guy. Some guys just do not look good. Well, all throw gang that bought 1000 yeah we are by the shorts. way these are cu- uh, these are gonna be on sale so <laughs> okay. well this, they'll be sold already but to be clear everybody <laughs> looks good in the throng okay i'm shorts yeah. i'm sorry regardless that's of your body size i want to talk about fit real quick that is such a i think that's maybe my favorite thing about vintage when you find the vintage piece that fits you like you were the one who's owned it forever like mm-hmm. nothing off the rack will ever replicate someone else having worn your Levi's 501s uh-huh. for you for uh-huh. 20 years. Yeah. Right? That's, that's gotta be. Yeah. That's gotta be the best thing about vintage, at least yeah. for my, my putting in the work. Yeah. There's well, this jeans specifically. Well, sure. Cause jeans are so hard. I mean, that's uh, right. That's a very specific example, I guess, but yeah, but the t-shirts f- too, right? Like the perfect fitting vintage tee or perfect softness. Oh, yeah. Oh um, yeah. Drape, the perfect hang. Boom. There, it's, it's, do you guys know of any, like modern brands that are doing something that is good as a vent, like the quality of a vintage t-shirt, <sighs> like single stitch, like the shit that everyone loves. Yeah. Just a good wash. Like, uh-huh. I, I don't know. I'm not really in touch with that, but I feel like, like you guys blank, probably like, yeah. in the blank, just blanks. like a good, good fit. 
Good. I mean, there's so many good brands. Like, Charney's new shit is good, but he's a fucking piece of shit. So it's like, can you separate the art from the artist with Los Angeles? Apparel? There's just a lot of brands that are like uh, right, we're trying right, to perfect right. the most. We're trying to do the perfect T-shirt, right? And that always kind of becomes like a marketing thing. Yeah, right. And then it's like, a do, I really, really want right. to spend like eighty-five dollars on a T-shirt yeah. on a on a plain, you know, beige or white T-shirt or whatever, just to kind of because they claim that's the perfect fit. Then I'm like, I'm a small, I'm a Marge, right? You're a medium, medium or whatever. Mm, yeah. mm-hmm. You're a, uh, whatever, like a large, X large, <laughs> somewhere in there, you know, um, a yeah, felt so, extra large. But again, so yeah, so vintage always kind of seems to yeah. trump the new guys when it comes to like. Yeah. But that's a cottage industry in yeah. menswear. Like every Buck Mason or all these Instagram mm, brands, like mm-hmm. we, no matter your body shape, like we came up with the perfect. It's like okay, no. maybe sure. There's somebody who loves this and feels great spending this kind of money, but it's never going to be the same as the real deal. Well, at the end of the day, if you're spending that much money, you might as well just. Ah, that's my, always my thing. It's like just go get something vintage because it's yes. that's what all these people are drawing from anyway. Right? You yeah, know? Exactly. The reference pieces are just vintage yeah. pieces. Do you yeah. have a lot of brands that come in here looking for reference pieces? I know that's a big part of like what Procell does, and I yep. think Kevin mentioned you know you know various people at, at brands who we won't necessarily put on blast, but they come in and they're like buying a whole lot of stuff that who knows what's going to kind of make it you know, to, to stuff that they release, but you get like people in here being like, Oh, I work for whatever brand. And yeah, I mean, that would, or they, they go crazy that you, or yeah. Spot, or yeah. I, I know you work for Supreme, my guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know you work for Supreme. No, we had, we have a ton of, we had uh, one of the designers at Dior who came in and bought like a beautiful Victorian oh, wow. dress. Um, but also like, that was kind of how Teddy and I became oh, sure. uh, right, better yeah. friends. I sourced a bunch of stuff for, I think, the next collection that's coming out. Amazing. Um, I went on a little buying trip for him and oh, sourced sick. a bunch. Do you like doing that, buying stuff that ultimately will never make it to your own shelves that you can share with people? It's like immediately going to a brand. To I be- think it's really cool to go and spend someone else's money <laughs> yeah true <laughs> very true I was gonna, so that is that like a is that a big part of your business is that like a legit revenue stream doing these buying trips on behalf of brands um it's something that i love to do it's definitely not as much a part of my business as i was as i would like for it to be oh, really so if anyone i mean we have a lot of industry people if you're listening and you're looking for a fucking plug what about like oh my a, God. a girl like you know mordecai or uh even kevin was like talking about um doing like wardrobe Right for movies or or uh, that would be a dream. Is that also oh, yeah. I would I love to style. I styled a music video, uh, kind of right when I was starting, and that was really fun. But I would love to style not like a period piece. Can you say the artist in the video. Yeah, it was um Okay Kaya. She's this indie girl. I think she uh anyway um I styled two of her music videos and it was really fun, but it was fun to style it in like clothes that I would wear. It sure. wasn't, it wasn't like, Oh, this Victorian right, right, period right, right. piece. It'd be fun to style things the way that I wear them. Did, um, just on swagged that, out. on that, on that, buying trip, out. on that buying trip, did Teddy give you the Porsche? The ALD Porsche. Yes. Really? He's fucking zooming around like with photos of your grandmother and the fucking. Yes. Um, what is the furthest you traveled to source vintage finds without giving away? Yeah, you know, crucial intel like no zip code how, necessary because you have you clearly have the bug, mm. right? You're queen of the crates. Like how? Mm-hmm. What's the furthest you would say you've traveled? Uh, Japan. Damn. Yeah. For vintage, or were you already there for modeling? Well, the thing about again, the store is totally an extension of my life, mm. and I love to travel. Um, and I was going to Japan anyway with an ex. Um, he was working out there and he was like, do you want to come and hang out? And I said, yeah. So I went out there for, I think it was 10 days and 
ran around Tokyo and had so much fun. That was just mind blowing. Is, is Japan, oh, it was insane. Is Japan the mecca of vintage? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Uh, J- uh, Tokyo or Paris or London. Well, Paris has the flea markets, right? Paris has a flea. Yeah, actually, no. I would say I would say Tokyo. Paris. Mm-hmm. I don't. The the proper vintage stores in Paris are not as fire as um tokyo tokyo is insane have those paris places become kind of like tourist trappy no to some degree no the the flea markets in paris are incredible but um i would say in regards to like vintage and being really nerdy about vintage tokyo has just totally that's how japanese do it right oh absolutely the motherland um let's bring it back from from tokyo from the mecca back to here wythe north seventh uh what sells the best at chickies t-shirts like the rts is it all yeah. uh actually t-shirts just like a good uh 58 t-shirt like a gra- that's our best like seller a graphic tee yeah just i mean yeah it doesn't have to be art just actually um that was something really cool uh that teddy told me he was just like you know look at your sales and he's just been a great mentor to uh he's big on the data yeah, he's like, that. look at your sales, yeah. look at what is selling and hone in on that because that can be, you know, I want, right? Give the people what they want. Yeah, this is something that I was just doing as like an anti-fashion thing. But he he was like, no, this can really be a business if you like look at it in a different way. Sure. And uh, what's what sells the worst? <laughs> um, yeah, what's what's fucking what's collecting, collecting dust. dust languishing? Damn, I don't know. I don't I don't know. Nothing. Uh, Nothing. Nothing. I sell everything. Everything is moving. Everything. The store is empty. We sold everything. Well, now that shit's kind of opened back up and like, you know, you're, you're welcome in people six days a week. Yeah. Ish. What are your plans for the shop? Parties. Yeah. Yeah. Events. Yeah. Yeah. Let go. go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love having parties. Ragers. Like, no. Soirees, wine tastings. We're doing a little wine tasting. I think that will be before this podcast comes out but yes. um yeah just i i love doing little parties they're so fun and like we get little partnerships with up and coming very 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 small designers and it's really fun to work with girls who are just starting out and you give them a platform and you like yeah. host a little thing yeah and it's so fun to you know you teddy them put that yeah i mean a little mentor mentee in a, in a very small way compared to teddy but uh yeah, it's it's so cool to see that. Like, oh, I think this will work, and then to see it and to see it actually work—that's that's so, really gratifying. So, for you building that community, whether it's designers or the customer, like you just want to create a physical space where like people can like just come together. That's the plan. That is over that. Yeah, that's why I opened this store. Is that the ultimate goal for Chickies? Is to like create a community? Yeah i I would say that, and I would say I would sh- I would go shopping. Or just shopping in New York, not necessarily at like high end places, but um, I feel like the retail experience or just the customer service experience in New York just is so bad. Mm. You're made to feel so stupid. Like when you go to a restaurant and you're standing there and you like don't know where the hostess is and you just feel stupid. Like I don't want anyone and I'm sure people do walk in here and feel that way. But city bright lights feeling like a dumbass wherever you go. Yeah, I don't I don't want. Like I wanted to, when I opened this store, I really was like, I want to open a space where people feel welcome and people feel like right. your customer service is fucking a one. 
is what you're saying. I mean, your Yelp reviews I'm not going to priority. It's priority. We have like three reviews, but uh, <laughs> no, that's where we need to activate the throw gang. Yeah. Leave a yeah. fake five star. Yeah, review. Let's activate them for that. <laughs> um, no, but I really do. That's something that is really important to me for the most part. Right. I mean, if an asshole walks in here, I'm going to let you know Daddy. you're an asshole, but sure. if you're, but I'll cool, take your money. <laughs> sure. No. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, but that is something that's really important to me. Just having a space yeah. where I can like have an interesting conversation and opposed to just it being a transaction, you right. know? Yeah. Well, let's talk about money for a second. Um, you know, all the, all these things sound very nice, but like you and the Joker said, we do be living in a society. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Uh, how much money do you make? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to answer that question, okay, but enough. I'll, I will to, say we have to try. We have to do our yeah. job. We're just doing our jobs. Right. Doing our jobs absolutely. Absolutely. I keep saying absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, but I, I'll do it in like the New York way where I talk yes. about how much I pay for my rent. Oh, okay. For rent? The, the shop oh, for space the sh- for the store. Or your- no, for my apartment. Okay. Like for me And then personally. from there people can extrapolate yeah. and make their own. That's what people, that's what you do in New York. Okay. You just, All right, let's, let's you just people should start doing that on the podcast. And maybe our follow-up question would be like, what's your rent? <laughs> <laughs> which is a kind of, which is a New York thing, but also like always makes me uncomfortable. Even if I also right. will be honest with what I pay. Yeah. Damn, should I do it too? All right, well, you go first. Yeah, I'll go first and then you guys. Okay. My rent's 2300 at my apartment. What's your address? <laughs> Damn. I laughed and good. I knew it was coming. Still. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, 3850. Between two people. Yes. Right. Two bedroom, two bath. Clay yeah. Hill, bed style. Don't Whoa. assassinate me. Uh, don't or assa- do. I or do. Know, whatever. Do you? I'm a not applicable because I'm a homeowner. So Ooh, you, know, you motherfucker. I forgot. Bow out of this question. Yeah. And. So James one. is doing wait, the, but the that's best. sick though. <laughs> yeah, that's such a flex. Yeah, yeah. He so just moved too. So yeah. sick. I don't have any ACs. That fucking sucks. Maybe yeah. I can like uh, if you have an extra one laying around. No, <laughs> I'll, find a vin- I'll find a vintage. You got a vintage one. from the nineteen thirties. A fucking fan, <laughs> metal, a brass fan. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, what do you like to spend your money on though? Besides mm-hmm. your twenty three hundred dollars in rent, like what are you typically splurging on? Yeah, what are you budgeting for besides the usual? Yeah, business yeah. aside, you know, food. Uh, shelter, clothing, right? Right. H- human necessities are taken care of. What What is Kathleen? What are you treating yourself with besides a diamond ring on Valentine's Day? Yeah. Right. Um, I was listening to the one you guys did with Cam Hicks. Yeah. Mm. Shout out Cam. And he said experiences. I think right. He also, very Bote- je- he also said Bottega. Like, yeah. He also <laughs> right. came from Bottega with the five thousand dollar bag. Right. 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 As a but little experiences, birthday treat. Like travel or <laughs> travel or just like a really nice spa. Like my boyfriend and I have been going to um, the bathhouse in Williamsburg a lot. They're, are they open? Yeah, they're fully open. Damn, that okay. seems like a how, fucking, how busy is it? It's more busy than I would like it for it to be. be. Yeah, right. But, I went uh, there pre-pandemic, and it was pretty. I was like, "Ooh, I feel kind of like I'm in, I'm breathing in people's germs here." Yeah, yeah. Uh, so but that aside, you're that's a, you're if you you're, if you put that aside, couple. Right. We, yeah, I love it. I think it's. I mean, but yeah, stuff like that. But also a nice little plunge pool. Yeah, I think. Because I deal so much with like materialistic things, I think, uh, which I love. I love that. But uh, I do also love traveling and splurging on a nice hotel room. Where's your um, next trip to? Uh, yeah, where is my next trip? My, anywhere. Besides, my, besides home, like going home. Actually, um, one of my best friends and I are planning out a Mexico, like a true... Ooh. Hell true, yes. right? Relax, because the thing about for me is whenever beach, I go on a trip, I'm not going to go always... to Senor Frogs. <laughs> no, 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 no. And get, a, and get the yard. No, of booze. <laughs> no, she 
she uh she's so good at planning things and so good at finessing shit oh shit so i'm like do whatever and i will come You're with leaving you the vacation in her hands she is the best what are you doing like the beach the mountains yeah. the beach Mexico city just mm. like zoning out reading a book because whenever like, i go on vacation i always toads. end up sourcing oh right so i'm like i need to do with the second suitcase yes i do okay yeah that's cool so for you it's always business and pleasure because you can't turn it off always always i wonder what the thing is like in mexico i don't want to know you don't don't want to know know. no i want to actually relax because i don't do that mexico city is pretty fire i'm not gonna lie i i mexico city is really cool in general um all right let's move on to the last topic of the podcast which is arguably the most important yes Meats and cheeks, mm-hmm. sucking and fucking. <laughs> yeah, you know the fuck, Kathleen. Vibes. You're here in the heart of Williamsburg. I'm sure you felt the energy or the pen. The the storm. There's a storm a coming. There's a storm a brewing. <laughs> it's gonna be coming too because it is the horniest summer of our lives. <laughs> Filthy. What, what should a dude's fit be if he's out here trying to get some? Oh. Yeah. In your expert opinion, yeah. What's the fucking vibe? Okay. That's gonna make you. That's besides, gonna break your neck and make you look twice. Five inch inseam, right. storm right. shorts, all that good stuff. A nice chicky see. What else? What should the guy be fitting in if he's trying to get some ass? Yeah. Baggy pants. Baggy. Really? Please. Please, baggy pants. How baggy for, versus about? like skinny jeans. Like obviously. throw away your slim fits. Right. Throw how, them how, away. How baggy we talking? Yeah, what are we? Because this is important. Pant fit is very talking Jankos, Bugle Boy. No, 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 no. Like Chad no. Musca, no, 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 no. Chad Musca, no, just like just like polo chinos. Like nice vintage Pleats. polo chinos. Yeah, I love a pleat. I something love a pleat. A little swish, a little room. Little, just not anything crazy. Leave something to the but imagination. Yes, I don't. I don't want to know what your legs look like. <laughs> well, I'm gonna like. I don't. Just, Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's but fine. it's, you wanna, it's you how wanna, I feel. A, a strong foundation. <laughs> Yeah. I just want to like oh, find something out, you know. Uh, right, but you like, like seeing I a guy in a in a good pair of pants. Good pair of pants, you Which know, is like really the hardest thing to get, but to buy. We've talked about this recently. Yeah, I mean, who does pants best? Like '90s Armani, right? Yeah, like some I love '90s Armani. Higher waisted, a little relaxed. I just, yeah. I just bought my guy in. a bunch of polo chinos, and he looks so vintage, good. Current or vintage? Vintage. Do you is that the kind of division of labor in terms of fits? He like defaults to you as the expert, or does he? What's his swag like? He he's really cool. Did he have trash style before you guys started dating? Yeah. Sorry. Did he have trash style before you guys started dating? No, he didn't. Okay. He didn't. I but just, I, so you even I tweaked it. it. You were like, okay, you, I tweaked you, it. Well, yeah. he, Enhanced. you know, it was you a, it, you freaked it again, yeah. a serendipitous moment. He was trying to up his game and then we met and oh I was God. like, please perfect. Like, say less. You are my new project. Yeah, exactly. I, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm not a little fixer up. I'm not here to No, I'm not here for that because <laughs> right, I think right. every girl I know has had that relationship and it's not fun. Everyone's dated a skateboarder in New York. Oh my <laughs> God. Triggered. What's um, the worst genre of boy to date? Is it skater boy? Yeah, who's uh, the ultimate, who has the fuckboy crown fuck. archetype wise right now? It's got to be think. skaters. Or is it like, it is like crown. No, 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 no. It's, it's actor. Oh, it's actor. So, oh, so you mean waiter bartender? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Aspiring actor. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. They're the just worst, obsessed with themselves. What's the worst date you've ever been on if you had to be Oh, oh. Yeah. Worst first date. Best question. Oh, shit. We asked, we asked Gillian Jacobs this question. She said, uh, the dude. Tried to, we took her to serendipity, right? Mm. Tried to flex on her with that. And Which I don't passing, think is that bad. That's but. pretty fucking bad. And then when they're like, my, when I was in high school, 
like my two year anniversary, I took my girlfriend. Yeah, okay. It's very, it is juvenile to, and very novelty, but she, right. She, they were driving past the They're Hustler driving, Club. Yeah. Larry Flint's Hustler Club is like, you know, I can get you a job <laughs> if you want. Oh and my I, God. I think she was alluding to the fact, or she was like, which sounds really bad when you just repeat it. And even if he was joking, though, it's like, that's probably yeah. not, he, you know, swing and a miss. You yeah. got yeah. to give him props for just trying you're, to make it. Yeah. Your worst first date, because I, I, yeah. I have to imagine that. I'm stuck up here now. Ah. I don't know. There's been so many of them. <laughs> no, I've, I, the majority, like, it's not really first dates well, that first are, bad. Dates are bad. The first dates aren't no, normally bad. It's like down the line when they actually reveal themselves. That's when it's, I've been gaslighting you for months. Yeah. Or just I'm like not anyone I that love I skinny jeans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They whip out the skinny jeans. And I'm like, <laughs> there was a TikTok I saw and it was like the girl saying, um, damn, I dated a guy where I really anticipated his next outfit. And it was like her roasting herself. <laughs> right, right, right. Have you seen that? Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. I, She's like, I lived in fear of his next fit. Yes. Yeah. That Have was you, so real. We got tagged in that. So, all right, so what, what do you think of, not hype beasts and that bullshit, because like everyone hates those street, you know, streetwear, sneakerhead ties. What do you think of like our guy, the John's enthusiast, the guy who's like clothes makes up a large part of his personality. Is that mm-hmm. weird to you? For me, it's a little weird. Mm. I like a guy who's, clothes kind of like fade out into the background mm. they they're a compliment not a supplement your clothing yes. is not your personality yes well that is not our guy <laughs> i know i'm sorry <laughs> no it's fine no but it, I, I think that i think being a little bit ironic is cool with your clothes too like you know maybe knowing that you're a little bit extra right. about sure. your clothes which i think is probably more like our guy yeah self-awareness yeah self-awareness the is always of the human condition well, absolutely the Johns are just trying to fill the, 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 the void. eternal abyss, the right? Void, yes, yes. Exactly. like we know yeah. is a, a fruitful endeavor. Sisyph- yeah, Sisyphean. Yes, fruitless, not fruitful. You fruitless, said fruitless endeavor. No fruit. Mm. I got mother. I got scurvy. Absolutely, fruitly, that shit is fruitless. <laughs> Look, uh, we we get that maybe like our guy isn't the guy for you, and that's cool. <laughs> but it's not like she's looking. She's booed up. Quite um, happy to be clear. We, we we do know that you're doing you're doing amazing, sweetie. Um, Thank obviously, you. Chickies is booming, right? A force uh, to be reckoned with. Cannot wait for the fucking throw gang to descend upon this, like the like the cicadas that are emerging. Brood mm. X, oh, bro. Here we go. They're about to clean your ass out, dog. Um. That being said, Lawrence and I, we would love to see you take it even further up to the next level, mm. and we want to maybe from like an outsider's perspective, uh, offer up some constructive criticism. Totally. Take it or leave it. Totally up to you. Um, I'll go first. Right? Sure, like, go for it. Uh, much like yourself, Lawrence and I are professional models, mm-hmm. right? And you seem you seem all to of us were in the same ALD lookbook. Yeah, <laughs> forget I, what, what season was that? My, Spring summer. My 20? face wasn't in it, but uh, yes. the, the soles of my <laughs> you, were soles pro- of you, you, you were you were prone <laughs> and my pussy a little bit. Um, <laughs> you tap into the chicky community to model your drops, right? Like all like your it seems like your homies are like the mm-hmm. women modeling your shit. So now I mean we're kind of members of the community. We're right available. Okay. I mean, Have shit. Have your next drop. Sheesh. I mean, you know, and what, what, like modeling tips, like what modeling tips would you give us? Yeah. Uh, Don't lay down. Just be natural. <laughs> just be natural. Just be natural, right. baby. Which for you was slumped up yeah, with, your, just, with your pussy leaking. Just do you. I'm showing off my best features, you know? That's true. All right. Um, okay. So Kathleen, you something mentioned, to consider. Yes, to just something. To, and these are all. Listen, this is a take yeah. it or leave it thing. Totally, obviously, yeah. we yeah. would behoove you to take it. This is real good <laughs> advice. Obviously, uh, you talked about partying and meet and greets in the store and things of that nature. 
we're also available as talent to host. <laughs> you know, you want to do a little wine tasting, bro. We'll oh. fucking we'll hop behind the bar like fucking. Yeah. What's that? What's the Andy Cohen shit? What's uh? Uh, watch what happens live. Watch, yeah. Watch what happens live. Yeah. We'll do that. Larry, Larry's got a heavy hand. That's yeah, all let's say. go. It's a heavy, um, it's a heavy maybe pour. I get a second um, uh, extra case or two. Yeah, might be pouring myself a little bit too much. But yeah, I mean, just get. We are available. We have nothing going on. Uh, so we could, you know, we even do we could do some live podcasting from the store. Yeah, we absolutely we have space for that. For you, you know, we're not. Yeah. Really, our, I believe our demographics are ninety four percent male. Nice. Uh, Two ninety. I think we might be. Whatever. We're are on you the wrong serious? Side. We're on the. It is yes. very wow. bro heavy. <laughs> um, a lot of a lot of fellas. A lot of fellas. With that said, we could probably bring in the one female listener. Mm. Obviously, you know we need to be paid to do that. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm, you know, just again, mm-hmm. our but, hey, we are available okay. across the board. Whatever you need, like like a like a you know a doe eyed model. Maybe we'll take our pay and trade. Mm. Right, so, <laughs> something to consider. Yeah. Um. All right, Kathleen. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. To the thank you so much, Kathleen. Yo, where can the kids follow you? Yeah, plug your shit. IG, Twitter, TikTok. This comes out hey. in June first, I believe. So okay. yeah, where can the kids follow you? Yeah. What do you want to plug? Talk about the store. Uh, what do you think that's happening around then? Follow you can follow me Kathleen Sabora at Kathleen Sabora, um, or you can follow the store Chickies Vintage, or check out my website, buy some clothes, chickiesvintage.com. One thirty-five Wythe Avenue. Yeah, pull up. You know pop what, kids? Out to, to you know pop you, up. Just remember the place that you blacked out two blocks away, and then <laughs> walk two blocks south. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. And you'll be at Chickies. All right, Kathleen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Podcast, no matter, <laughs> Chef. I needed to slap that shot. Hey, yeah. yeah it must have been-